0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. We have a very special edition of Human Events Daily. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I did another special edition of Human Events Daily where I recorded the entire podcast from an overnight train to Odessa as we were coming out of Ukraine. We were headed back to Lviv and then on our way to Poland. And I was recording that in a separate compartment But back in my original compartment, waiting for me was the person that had traveled with me to Ukraine, was my partner in crime, the guy who's been my partner in crime my whole life, my brother, uh, and that was Kevin. And so I remember that I was going through some of my recollections, some of my observations, my perceptions, analysis, not too much analysis. You know, I've got uh, my opinions obviously but I was trying to keep those opinions and editorializing out of it and really just kind of talk about what I saw when I was on the ground and I wanted to record it when it was super fresh but I realized that you know somebody back there in the train was was uh, taking a little break was taking a little nap while I was working uh, and that was my brother we had a sleeper car we had actually bought the um uh so there were four bunks to a car and you know these are we're talking you know fifty year old Soviet style train, and you know not exactly the most comfortable. So what I did was I bought four tickets, so we bought out um, the whole compartment, had the compartment to ourselves on the way back. So Kevin's asleep, I'm over filming it, and I was like, you know, I wanted to get Kevin's opinions on everything, Kevin's perspectives, and we had him on War Room uh, earlier this week when I was guest hosting for Steve. He talked about it a little bit, but he didn't really get into the full, you know, the full meat and potatoes of what he had to prepare. So I said, you know what, Kev, you're in town. Why don't you come over to the Human Events Daily Studios there, the Turning Point USA embassy, Capitol Hill, sit down with me. And we do, it's actually the very first sit down interview I've ever done here at Human Events. And I said, Kev, I can't think of anybody I'd rather have for my first interview here than you. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Uh, the, the newest war correspondent, uh, foreign correspondent uh,
1: for Human Events Daily, it's Kevin Pasovic. What's up, Kev? Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I got to say, I was sleeping on the train. It was <laughs> very comfortable, and it was almost... The best night's sleep in the whole world. Oh, there we go. Almost. Because you didn't have the my pillow. That's right. Nah, we didn't have the MyPillow. No, I don't think uh, we got to work on that. Next get time. Him,
0: get him over there. Next time, right? We'll have to get... Um, yeah. Have to talk to Mike about that. He just got canceled from Walmart. Did you hear that?
1: No. Yeah, I it just happened
0: uh, last night. He um, put it out. Uh, we'll have to get the story going, but but yeah, it looks like he got canceled from Walmart. We just heard. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So so next time, mom, of ever, course, doesn't doesn't ever want us to go back. But
1: <laughs> if we do, uh, for a, for a wartime train, it was uh, pretty comfy. Get the, but it was old. You gotta you gotta put Yeah, that. but yeah. you could open the windows and get the breeze going. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one of those one of those uh, YouTube music videos with the, like the background music. Oh get yeah, like the, the, the white train. noise. Yeah. Well, you
0: can hear it in the in the original uh episode that i did that i recorded from the train you actually can hear that in the background and i was worried right yes. right so i was worried that that sound would overpower the audio that it might ruin the audio um for the episode and just you know sound terrible because so i had to take Mm -hmm. i found some like uh clear tape in the train compartment that i was in and the, it was like the one next to us. And I just taped the window shut. So like, cause it kept kind of like falling forward cause the lock wasn't wow. like the latch wasn't working ro- properly. So I taped it shut and then a couple at a couple points during the recording, I had to pause and then go back up and retape it because the sound was just overpowering, but it actually worked out pretty well. And a lot of the reviews that we got on, people said they really liked it. Maybe I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to ask producer Mike. Maybe he can add it in. Uh, <laughs> sure, digitally yeah, in the to uh, in the to, beginning of this podcast. Yeah, the beginning like, here of the podcast. Train pulling into the station. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see if he can do that. So if he did do that, you will have already heard
1: it by now. Yeah. So many other things like the American like rules and regulations that we have are like just not existent. What do you mean by Europe? That? like being able to open the windows on the train well this was right and freely move around right so for
0: folks um that are that are just listening so this so kevin was on the trip with us not just through ukraine but also through the rest of western europe so we did ireland we did italy um briefly you know briefly on our way in budapest so we did budapest hungary we spoke at cpac budapest then from there we went to switzerland uh covered davos I got detained. Kevin didn't get detained because he was off um, trying to track down Malcolm Nance yeah. at the Ukraine house. And then- Yeah, I needed some intel on some missiles. You some intel on the <laughs> missiles. Stand by. Stand by. And so I'm texting you while you're waiting for him at the Ukraine house. And he ended up being via Skype, right? He was. Yeah. yeah. So he was back but in Ukraine. I did get to meet Lee Shriver. Did get to meet Lee Shriver, pretty, Ray Donovan. Cool. Some people were saying that it's maybe Lee um Because you were with Tanya. Yeah. And so- some people were saying that maybe Leave Shriver swatted me so that he could spend more time with Tanya. Probably and that's what it was. That's what
1: I was thinking. I was like, "Why did Tanya come in?" And I saw Leave. I was like, "Man, that guy's real handsome." Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> is that
0: what it is? Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard she has a thing for for uh, for Slavic
1: guys. Yeah, yeah. She was sitting up right, right up front. Uh, yeah, I've maybe seen we the should photos. The Thank subject. you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so you come
0: over running because I text you. but You didn't get detained. And then after that, uh, came with us through Poland, got to see the uh, got to see the homeland, got to meet our cu- well, see yes, our cousin. Yes. You'd met him before in the U.S. Got to see yeah. the uh, the little village where the Posobics are from there. And then uh, so prior to all that, um, you know, traveled around with us in Western Europe and then and then Central Europe. And then eventually we make it to to Ukraine. Yeah, quite the trip, quite the 10 trip. crunchies something like that yeah i think 10 countries yeah 10 countries in like two and a half weeks
1: but yeah so the point was like there's so much more uh common sense incentives and freedom like there was no like uh so you felt freer i did yeah wow like uh, in switzerland i wanted to like jump in the river uh mm-hmm. because their swim clubs are like very popular lately. and there were, are they? That's Swi- funny because there were times landlocked? in Switzerland. That's funny because there were times that I wanted to throw you in the river. So <laughs> you
0: know, it's funny how that works out. But no, you pay two dollars. Yeah, yeah, Switzerland is is well. I mean, uh, it, it's in the Alps, so yeah. There's no there's no um ocean. Yeah, so has, you has don't no have line. like
1: the the beach culture, the beach crowd, but you have the swim club culture crowd. Yeah, there are a lot and of people you swimming. Pay $2 yeah, lakes and, and rivers. Yeah, but there was like no fences and no like big signs or nothing you just jump right in if you want to right and uh like the same with the train When well, you, you did in op- geneva right yeah what do you mean at the in the lake you jumped in lake geneva well they had a swim club there too right but yeah yeah it was like 60 degrees bad, okay. you know that ain't bad it, uh, a little went, alpine went swim session yeah but no it felt great it's not salty it's like nice royal blue lake water that beautiful um, alpine gorgeous. water yeah yeah yeah. but yeah like i went up to the the olympic dive it was like 10 meters like, mm-hmm. 30, feet. Yeah, like 30 feet uh and the lifeguard's like oh yeah enjoy you know <laughs> just, just go for it old concrete structure like no like ropes on it no warnings like yeah mm-hmm. just go for it That's i thought awesome. it was like exclusive for the olympics or something like you had to sign a waiver at least nope yeah like, like yeah, did they enjoy. even
0: did they did they charge you Not to jump off. Not to jump off. You just pay two
1: dollars, two francs to get in and that was it. Just for the beach. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's not bad at all. No. Right. So Geneva, yeah, no no coastline on the ocean, or Switzerland, no coastline on the ocean, but they do have a ton of ton of lakes like all over the place. So you get those lakes and and
1: mountains. That would to segue into more Ukraine, like would kind of also work to our disadvantage because it was so free, like we could do so many things. Things like mm. there was a lot of opportunities to get involved with things. Um, so, uh, yeah, being over there, um, we did get to see. Well, first we went to Lviv mm-hmm. th- from the train in Poland, Przemysl. Mm. Przemysl, and, yeah. So and, the last, uh, the last
0: city of Poland before we crossed the border. So there's, there's our family's villi- village, and then it was like a forty minute drive to the border. And then we're right at the border. Um, didn't used to be the border. It used to all be Poland. It was Poland all the way up to Minsk at one point. Um, and if you go back even further, it was Poland all the way out to Smolensk, right? Um, in during the Commonwealth period. So we, I remember we were looking at those maps last night of how big Poland used to be. Yeah. And so, and that's that's kind of the, you know, that's the history of the area, right? Is that there were times where it was just a much larger country than those borders because of all the wars and everything else. You know those those borders, the Poles, the Germans, the Russians. Every time they rumble, it's
1: that's mm-hmm. that's
0: the that's the battlegrounds. So that's that's your bloodlands. That's the that's the killing fields right there. So many battles, so and many we wars saw over the uh, years
1: a lot of the architecture, the buildings and the churches were built then, like before World War II. So they oh, were yeah, built yeah. by Polish, very much so. Craftsmen. Well, in Lviv, yeah, in Lviv, yeah, yeah.
0: And that was the thing is that um, we had met that local contact there. And um, it was it was wild because we were going through and looking at the churches in Lviv. Lviv is gorgeous, by the way, beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah, cobblestones, old churches, castles, and courtyards, yeah. and had a nice patina, like the weathered look to it. Absolutely, and inside all the churches, and we went into the Greek Catholic churches. Um, I didn't realize there was such a big Greek Catholic population there. Right, that um, it was all Polish on the inside. There was Polish. Uh, inscriptions, Polish tombstones of some people who were interred there and Polish on the mosaics, Polish on the walls, the paintings, etc. Just Polish.
1: Yeah, so in like Philly where I've been living, you see scaffolding and whatnot around churches majority of the time because they're being taken down, like demolished or converted into apartments or whatever. Uh, But over there, it was so shocking to see that they had scaffolding around like various statues of Mary and stained glass windows because they were protecting it. And they were—you're right—they were covered. They were covered, yeah. And I was like, "Man, this is like—it's a lot of vandalism here, or something." You know, right? And right I remember. Right, right. And I was told that no, that's in case the city gets bombed, like to preserve them, that potentially they could be they could be yeah, protected by. Yeah. I mean, these are just like outside and inside. you know big. Big
0: drapes and and cloth. I mean, it's not yeah, like it some. Like, it was. It's not very protective, but if
1: there was shrapnel nah, or some glass, that kind of thing that hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. If it was, I think it was more for like rubble or something, like right? To to hit into it. Well, one
0: of the problems that's been happening, and uh, we didn't see this when it's we were very there. Very humbling. Yeah. But oh, for sure. But one of the problems that that does happen sometimes is that so they'll be so. Let's say Russia sh- fires a missile. Fires one of those cruise missiles to take out um, the supply depot because Lviv, that's the big thing with the city of Lviv is that that is the ammunition and supply depot from the NATO countries and the West comes in via train, um, then it's stored in Lviv and then it goes through, you know, through the transport network of Ukraine at that point throughout the trains, the railroads, the roads, highways, et cetera. But Lviv is where it's all stationed initially. So Russia has been waiting and they'll wait until, you know, a certain point of it builds up and then they'll fire a cruise missile off at one of those depots to blow up all the weapons or tanks or vehicle, whatever it might be. Right. But because Ukraine has air defense, uh, they're trying to take out those cruise missiles while they're on their way in. So the problem then becomes if you take out one of those cruise missiles before it hits its target, then the damage from that missile, you don't know where it's going to go, right? It could land somewhere over the city. It could land in a residential area. It could land, and and to your point, could land, um, you know, some of it could land on the church.
1: Right. And it was in the one um, that we saw. Remember they had the services and like the, speaking of ammunition, like the We went to like the military church, right? Yeah, the military church. And it was during the day, during the week, Mm -hmm. and they were having a service and we just went in and saw, like, one in particular, it was, like, a side altar with um, some kind of display of old ammunition and, like, the canteen uh, at yeah, the like foot Spence of the cross. Yeah, like 7.62 rounds. Yeah. Yeah, artillery and, shells uh, in the church, inside in, the church. In the church. Yeah. And then there was, like, the warrior's prayer in Ukrainian. Yep. Like, uh and then there's... Very martial. Yeah. Very martial. Down the hall, there's, like, there's pictures, too, of, like, all the soldiers, the M-I-A-K-I-A. Yeah, M-I-A-K-I-A. Uh, a lot of them looked our age, you know, and I could find myself just, like, looking around, like, man, which one, like, looks most like me? Right, right. Um, it's pretty surreal, and uh, you could definitely feel like... Our age
0: or younger. I mean, keep yeah. in mind
1: that 18, you're, you're good to go,
0: so... You know, and they're doing... And I remember the one, the one guy was telling us that the way it works with the conscription, because I was actually surprised that when we were going around Lviv, that so many people, you know, because Lviv is far, far Western Ukraine, right? So for people mm-hmm. who don't know the map, um, the fighting right now, or at least when we were there, is is in the east, in the far east and then in the south. And so where we are in Lviv, that's, that's as far west as you can go, basically, and still be in Ukraine. And... That city, it, it almost felt like it wasn't wartime, right? Because people were out at the yeah. cafes, people were out at the uh, at the churches, as you say. People are shopping, right? People are acting almost like normal. Um, and then, because I've you know I've heard that oh, yeah. to men can't leave. That's the thing. If you're between eighteen and sixty five right now, you can't leave the country of Ukraine. Or if you need to leave, you have to have like special permission to leave. And so. Um, inside the church right with the way the conscription works you would see you know some young men uh teenagers mm-hmm. basically 18 19 that had been killed in in the And keep in mind this this is going back all the way to 2014 when all of this started and then um the way it works i guess that we found out which is interesting to me is that there's kind of like a lottery and then you get called if you are going to enter the service so it's not like it's not like all the men are constantly being you know Sent into the into the fight, or not all the men are immediately drafted into the military. It's like there are some men who are just living their lives, but then you get called up, then you get sent to training, then you get you know sent to a unit, then you go.
1: Well, they didn't constitute an actual draft, right? I don't think.
0: Oh yeah, they do have a draft.
1: They They did absolutely. Oh okay. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. But what I'm saying is, it's not. That doesn't mean that a hundred percent of the men are all required, you know, to go right away. Oh, true. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a rolling thing. Yeah,
1: I just yeah, I just wanted to like point out like they bring in troops the, as they need. It was like, but uh, they're getting uh, they're very putting grounding in, to to see yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like you know. And then there's like uh, people praying, like you see widows there, like praying to Saint Mike, Saint Michael the Archangel, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was then I was like thinking to myself like and not not
0: old widows were they
1: no no no, rh yeah um widows in their 20s and 30s so i had i had to like definitely pinch myself on the whole trip like just just make sure like is this really like am i dreaming or (laughs) but it was definitely a reality check and you know so i continued to like turn to god to pray like what should i do here like how can i be useful Mm -hmm. and 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 you know moving forward and part of it is sharing the story but you know i um naively was a little more convinced to like i don't know try and join There was some people there that really wanted us to join they saw us and they're like hey what are you guys doing here well, we ended you, uh- up getting
0: yeah i remember initially being told they said, hey we want you to meet with some some journalists uh, on the ground and i'm not going to say their names for um security purposes and you know sensitive people are still in country obviously but when we got there i remember them saying you know hey we're going to be taking some body armor forward and we're going to be you know bringing some helmets and some uh tactical combat care tourniquets and quick clot and other things yeah. bandages yeah and i remember hearing that i said wait a minute that. That doesn't sound like journalism. Like we're just here yeah. to you know. We report. just need a ride. <laughs> you know, we were looking for a ride with other you know reporters. Right. What you guys are doing is you know, and hey, you're you're
1: here, you're volunteering. Like it's you know, it's your life. I couldn't. But I, but yeah. that's not that's not what we're here to do. Sure. Yeah. I couldn't help it though. I mean, being like like I'm a carpenter. Right. You know, I work with my hands. That's just where my mind goes. It's like, man, is this church like need? work on it like or or, uh you know boom 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 somebody car's broken down like it's just where my head goes well there's certainly you know i mean from a a situation like that from a
0: humanitarian perspective right you can be there as a humanitarian aid worker and we saw a lot of humanitarian aid workers who are just helping the people who are there helping um people who've been injured in in any of the fighting um you know as you say help to rebuild
1: caritas yeah. Sir. Caritas
0: is there. And uh, a lot of Americans have gone over in that volunteer capacity as an activist rather than someone who's like, you know, actually part of the resistance that's that's getting involved in the fighting. Right.
1: But more privately, though, I didn't see any any uh, American flags over there, or any kind of like Joe Biden associations. Uh, well, what's interesting, yeah. getting Americans over there. And I, I tweeted the, that you had 40 billion that you
0: had said that. Right. So, you know, on that point you know, that idea that, you know, here in the US and really across Europe we saw this that people have Ukrainian flags all over the place. People are putting them yeah. on their Twitter accounts. Um, people are putting stickers on their cars, T shirts. we were, I mean, we were at the Paul McCartney concert the other night and I saw people there with Ukraine shirts on. There was. And there was um but yeah, I hadn't even thought of it that way. And I tweeted that you said that after War Room the other day that you know that when that it occurred to you that when you were in ukraine you didn't see anybody
1: flying any american flags no well not yeah, no american flags no like appreciation like that um but definitely like from like a practical sense like where's where's the aid like we saw we saw some in poland um before we crossed the border mm. uh a few tents when we got off the train, right in Lviv, at the train station. Which, by and, the way, what happened when you tried to get
0: some video of that?
1: Oh, they tried to they tried to take me out right away. They who? Some young guys. Uh, I think they were like the equivalent of like mall cops. Mm-hmm. They weren't like official police. Maybe they were. they were junior cadets, whatever. Like train station police. I could. I didn't even get down the steps of the train station, and they said, "Could you had your phone out?" Yeah, I had my phone out, just doing a little scan, like. You know, whatever. But they right. were like, "Oh, American tourist." Came right up and was like, "Delete the footage. You gotta, you gotta get rid of this." And I was like, "Okay, sure." I didn't know what, what was going on. Did he watch um, you? Did he make you delete it? He watched me. Yeah. Yeah. But then, was it in, was it in your recently deleted? I don't know how to do that actually. That function, but it's I did on, do in Davos. I told you what I did with that footage. What? When the when the cop uh, or whatever you want to call those guys. Those are cops. Uh, he asked me to delete the footage, uh-huh. so I had taken uh, two pictures, like, after the footage. Mm. So when I pulled it back up, I deleted the pictures and still had the video.
0: No, because you if you go into your, um, you have iPhone, right? Yep. You go in your Photos app, and then you go to Albums, and you scroll down, and you should see Recently Deleted. Oh, uh, okay. And then it'll stay there for, like, I want to say, like, a month. And then you can
1: go in, and you can um, restore it. Well yeah now it wasn't even a good picture it was kind of blurry even but just this to show that there was tents but nothing like American American Red Cross or like United States like anything
0: Yeah I didn't see I didn't see a
1: lot of red cross
0: I went into I the one tent
1: and they had cots sleeping bags uh cheese sandwiches it was like a big thick kaiser roll with like two slices of cheese and mm-hmm. that's it and then like some campers like percolated coffee. yeah, and that's it you know Well I remember you know um, for all the refugees
0: like everybody needs all this help. That's everybody and that's all you get for 40 billion. yeah yeah where's it going? Yeah, exactly. well because it, obviously the question is, you know how much of that is going to the the actual war effort, you know bombs and tanks and fuel, how much of that is going to the actual refugees though, the humanitarian, efforts that people need you know tanya i forget if i told you this but you remember how um we were looking to need a covid test to get out of um poland and back to the u.s yeah so tanya right before right after she uh sent us off on the train she was still staying there back in poland because i didn't want her to come just you know one of those things where you know i didn't want her to come anywhere near where there could even potentially be anything dangerous right because we have two little boys right and um she went back and she was going around those humanitarian tests and she actually saw a covid tent and she went over and asked what the procedure was to get a test just to see if she could get a test there and it was funny because the girl that she met the nurse was actually from nashville tennessee and oh Antonia interesting was saying oh wait like you're, you know, cause Tanya speaks like, you know, she speaks Polish and Russian and Ukrainian and all of it. And she goes, and she, she, she comes across somebody and said, wait a minute, well, you speak English. You're from Nashville. And she said, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm volunteering. And then Tanya said, that's great. How long have you been here? She said, oh, this is my second time out. And apparently what this girl had been doing was she would go to Ukraine, volunteer, but obviously you're not really making any money doing that. So yeah. they might give you like a little place to live and some food. Be like crowdfunded. So what she was doing, she was crowdfunding, but doing then she funding. was plan- she was going back home to the US and then was like working a little bit there to make some money and then, you know, for like a month or two months and then coming back to you and then her plan was to come
1: back to Ukraine. Wow. Well but privately point. like is there any like volunteer. through that forty billion is any of it like set aside for people like her? like she wasn't getting any of she's it. She's like, "Hey, here's an extra 2000 bucks to go over, you know." Well,
0: and that's and that's the thing, right? Probably is not. is They're you know, we're really over there. We're over there trying to understand, you know, where our 40 billion is going because when you look at the situation, you have to say there there are people caught in the middle of this, right? And you know, you can look at the two sides and we try to be um at least objective here from the perspective of saying, you know, this is what Ukraine is saying, Ukraine is saying you're invading, Russia is saying that there was a coup and you guys are trying to, you know, you started the civil war and we're just in protecting the people that you're attacking in Donetsk and Lugansk, et cetera, in Crimea. sure. And so, right. We, we get that. We get that there's two yeah. sides to every story, but from, from my perspective is there's always going to be people. That are caught up in the middle of it whenever there's one of these squabbles. It's yeah. kind of like it gave me a little bit of um, appreciation, more appreciation for why it was that our, you know, that our great grandfather decided to leave Poland. Because mm. um, you go back to Poland and you say, "Man, this is a beautiful country. The food's amazing. Yeah, but great soil to grow. Great soil. But you know, every time the great empires rumble, you know, it's it's right there. Sure, it's right and there.
1: having." Family still over there probably caused like girls like her, you know, maybe she has family over there. Oh, she might. Yeah. um, I don't know. Just to volunteer. And it's commendable. I'm not saying, oh, oh, yeah. I'm not saying like you should expect a check from the government to go volunteer. Right. But the question is, where's, you know, where's, where's my, where's my 40 billion, bro? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I did notice that too. Like um, the Ukrainian people that, are caught up in the mix that don't know any better just banding together anyway um to get the resources out there by like get rides here you you posted something on on instagram about that right i did i liked what you wrote yeah it's like a tweet but you could say but like on instagram it's just words you know um but that was very that was very um impressive to see to people not running away, not being refugees, stand their ground. Yeah. Um, and I could relate because it's kind of like, kind of like me and you, like I work, I've I worked like with my hands and all and I don't have the time to, uh, or anybody in trades, not me and you directly, but like anybody that works in trades and other people have commented on this. Um, we rely on journalists today in the digital world, like, get accurate information on what's going on especially if you're in war like you need to know accurate information like and even soldiers like hey why are we fighting that's that's what they say in 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 war the first casualty is truth exactly um but to see that like uh people still going to work at the restaurants, still like even when we were in Mikolaev, like we stopped at a gas station. And there was this lady like all dressed up in her uniform, like cooking croissants, like baking yeah. and making sandwiches. It was a
0: really, really nice and gas station, by the way. Yeah, it was great. I actually took a picture of it because the pastry, like, it was like brand new, and, like white steel. Totally,
1: totally out of place. Yeah, super out and, of place. Not and this is like, that was like 30
0: minutes out of Mikolaj.
1: Yeah, yeah where all the all the prices were zero. You couldn't even buy gas there. It right. Like, well, I think they were out of gas, yeah. It was probably seized by the military or Potentially. something or shut down whatever. And it was not like the they were like ignorant of anything like going on, but like you could tell these people were like had their uh they had pride in what they were doing. Yeah, their dignity yeah. was still intact. Dignity, right. And it was just amazing to see. And something and that was like uh, keep in mind that's that's you know, like I would love to see more of in America. For folks who haven't seen, yeah, for
0: folks who haven't (laughs) seen the the, or listened to the first podcast, you know, this is on the on on the highway that we when we made it from Odessa to Mikolaev. and keep in mind, so we did we did forty hours on the railroads in Ukraine, forty hours, so that's six hundred miles in, six hundred miles out, so twelve hundred miles on the ground in Ukraine, and you know, this point where we go into Mikolaev, that's about was about an hour and a half, two hours drive from Odessa to Mikolaev. But that's checkpoints, 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 armed military inspections, Um, you have to show your press credentials have to show your IDs, you know, constantly having to show our passports. And, you know, in the midst of all that, we find this little gas station with like a pastry shop and they're right in the middle of it you know and these people yeah you're right they you could tell they took a lot of pride and and dignity in what they were doing
1: yeah and then when we were down i saw we saw the guys salvaging like out of the buildings that got bombed like they were just there's there were so many like moments like looking out the window just see like somebody still just like going from with their groceries from the from the supermarket like going home Carrying those like, uh, those bags, yeah, like some guy like putting out the trash, like, right? And then down the street, there's like a building bombed out. Mm-hmm. Um, because the narrative we get is like, hey, listen, we have all these refugees, everybody's running away from the war, blah blah blah. And then you get there, and but there it's are like,
0: people who stay, yeah,
1: yeah. There there's people that stay, and they just know that it's not that it's all BS, but like they know. Like where else am I to go? Like this is my home, I love my home, and you know they're just tired of it. Like the girl, like right when we cross the border, mm-hmm. um, there's just like this beautiful girl I sat next to on the train. Wait, wait, wait. That's uh, not what happened. Hold on, hold on. What do you mean? it's not no, what happened? What is what happened?
0: There's there's some context here that to provide the audience. I, so let me tell. I'm going to tell the true story of what happened. So oh, there's
1: context. Oh, right. there's
0: context. There's <laughs> definitely context. So I get the tickets and we're going across and, and, and this originally we only had tickets uh, from Przemysl to Lviv. And so that was what, like, Four hours, but it was mo- it was mainly because the train was slow and because we had to do the border check. It's, it's, eight AM train,
1: I think it yeah, was, it was like right. Yeah, eight
0: AM. Like that train, that's that's really not far. Like it's 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 literally right on the other side of the border. But because it takes so long for the inspections and they have to check everyone on the train, it took about four hours. So I'm sitting there waiting to go across, and I realized that because we have assigned seats, so this wasn't the sleeper train. This wasn't the train with the no. compartments that I'm no. So it was new to too. Explain to everybody. Yeah, it seemed like a newer train. It was newer and. Uh, we had assigned seats. And then I realized that, you know, just like when you're on an airplane, I said, oh, wait, my seat, my tickets on this side of the aisle, your tickets on the other side of the aisle. Yeah. And so and it's two to two. So, you know, I remember uh, going over to you at one point and saying, hey, Kev, do you want uh, you know, do you want to ask someone to switch seats so we can, you know, so we can sit together? And yeah. that's when the girl came and sat down next to you. And you're like. No, 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 I'm good. No, I'm good.
1: Yeah, no. Well, I said, well, maybe I need, I said, I, I said, maybe I need to charge my phone. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's when, what, oh, she, sure, the phone. That's when she came in. It yeah, was like, real cute hey, phone, real can, cute, real good looking phone use, there. She said, you could use my, my you charger. could my charger. Oh, i took at you sharing sharing oh, chargers oh, over really? there. Sharing chargers um, in you, Ukraine. Yeah. And listen, this girl. Did you get her number? I did get her number. Nice. Name was Ira dirty blonde hair beautiful golden amber eyes oh boy here it comes uh, you know very memorable <laughs> um <laughs> but now like uh and we ended up talking for like half an hour like a majority of the train ride totally unexpected and uh she let me charge my phone and uh It'd be crazy. I, no, no, I she, wonder if she got on in Poland. right? I wonder if she's listening. That'd be that'd be wild if oh, she ever wild. hears this. Now she era. came
0: on. let we'll just text her. Now she came and, on the, um, on the train in Poland, right? Yeah. Right. So she was, was heading, heading back. Yeah.
1: She was working in Israel on right. a work trip. And in Israel. Yeah. Okay. And since all the airports are shut down in Ukraine, you can't go to or from. Right. You have to take the train or however else. I don't think they have Greyhounds. So she flew back to Poland. They have buses. Maybe she flew back to Poland. I didn't get it yeah. at all. But the, but the point, point is, is she, so she was
0: in Israel, got back to Poland, four and then was coming
1: back in. Four days commute from Israel back to Kiev. Makes sense. Kiev. So she was heading to Kiev? Yeah, that's where she lived. Wow. And I said, wow, you're going back to Kiev? And she's like, well, that's where my family is. Yeah. That's uh, where my apartment is. And she said, yeah, we do get the air raid alarm still, mm-hmm. sometimes eight hours a day just like we see on the news or you know telegram clips Mm -hmm. whatever so it was good to there was credibility there like she she was witnessing to it like yeah that is real and uh, I was like just blew my mind that she was just like yeah we're we're just tired of the war Mm. and we don't really want to go anywhere else Mm. Um, and I was like not expecting that um it was just great to see like she just loved where she lived and yeah that dignity uh the pride where they live it's just you see ukrainian the nationalism i know that word gets thrown around a whole lot nowadays but like it's good everybody supports it but american nationalism bad right you know well, you're not you're not allowed so, to be a nationalist no. anywhere but Ukraine right now. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. That's my that's my point. It was just like so cool to see people like loving their country, banded together, uh, you know, fighting for what they have. Patriotism. Yeah, patriotism. That's better. Yeah. Uh it was so cool to see that. And um Yeah, I w- and and you know, so now I think about her because I see like Kiev is still getting bombed and uh, you know, I hope she's all right. Well, have you reached out? You got her number. Uh, I, I can't comment oh, on whether. oh I, I might have got left on red. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> maybe she gave you a fake number. Maybe. She got her yeah. Instagram. That's what you she thought. It. You're the one that saw she was a spy. She is a spy. I asked no, her you for her Instagram, she was, and she was like, because, oh, that's just for my dog. Oh, just for so, your dog. So maybe she was just letting me down easy. No,
0: no, I don't think she was, because... <laughs> I was um I could hear you guys chatting from where I was sitting, and I mean she definitely was like she was she was Indian dude she was yeah, definitely you. We yeah. were
1: talking and then I would stop talking and then she would like say something else. Yeah, like, no, she oh, was in. What are you guys going to report on? No, that's why I think
0: she's a spy. Because what was so. she, what did she do for work? <laughs> what did she say she was Cyber doing? Cybersecurity.
1: Cybersecurity
0: in yeah. Israel, right? Yeah, that's a spy, dude. Agency no she probably she probably found out who you were that's the problem, yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Like scanned my phone yeah scanned yeah you know, like why, der, der, that's part. why she wanted me to plug it in yes yeah, like, right right it was all, yeah what did you plug like your like phone a... actually into right <laughs> she was cute though they send some <laughs> good spies to you. us that's how they yeah, get see you. that's what they do they need to get to me they're like, oh we go to Kevin, yeah that's yep. how we do it right right
1: right oh man, yeah, so that was. That was quite the ordeal. I did not want to get off the train at that point. Uh, well, because she, yeah, she kept going, going to Kiev. Kiev. Yeah, she kept yeah. going to
0: Kiev, and then um, I was
1: about to. I was. We were stopping at Lviv, and after Lviv, they opened up the the coffee car on the train. Oh, by her, her, her coffee, co- ask yeah. her the coffee car. Yeah, but that Is that was that your our move to you take him take him to the coffee car? Why not buy her a drink? Yeah. <laughs> then we could have really gotten in the conversation. Oh yeah, it was just so cool to see it, and and like. Uh, she was cute, folks.
0: There, she, uh, Kevin's not just making it up. She, and she's definitely she cute.
1: wasn't the only one either. She was no Tanya Tay, but she was she was a good looking girl. There was uh, quite quite the talent over there. <laughs> um, Talented country. Well, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I heard well, actually I
0: this. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember you saying that you know by you wanted to make a contribution to the war effort, and so you know when you heard about the refugees, I mean, I think you were saying that you would. You would take uh as many of the women as wanted to come and stay with you. So two or three
1: or even four, right? I, I, I did. I only have so many seats in my car. I only so many seats in the car, right? But that's what a true. Car, written house say, four doors. That's that's really yeah, that's really what I was getting at about uh. Don't mean being to make helpful. light of it. Don't mean to make light of it, but <laughs>
0: but but you no, know, no, Ukrainian women are obviously gorgeous.
1: Yeah. So I was getting to as well as like there wasn't American flags everywhere, but however, there also wasn't any rainbow flags all over the place. Nope. Nope. Uh, no blue hair, purple hair, nose rings. Nobody's nobody's acting no, your pronouns no, in uh, in Eastern Europe. You know,
0: no. That stuff stops at Germany. At the not German much border. obesity over there. <sighs> no. No. Uh,
1: yeah, it was. It's kind of like stepping back, not stepping back in time, but it was just like so refreshing to see the culture like that. Right. I had never been to Europe. Um, well see that's the thing so too, much of it, it was that, just like what i've seen on the movies the, and the narrative i've yeah, been given yeah. and then being there in real life it's like yeah like the average like watching
0: the movie and reading the book the average person in eastern europe right would be considered like quote unquote far right in the united states under our current crazy system of everything like oh yeah you'd be considered like. You'd be considered extreme, right? Because keep in mind that um, there's none of that. Like, like, uh, same-sex marriage, for example, is not recognized in most of Eastern Europe. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I didn't even. I but didn't even, even know that. but you can't even um, you and that's that's just that's considered. I mean, that that was also the norm for thousands of years of human history. But you can't even you can't even talk about that in the United States. So you can't even you right. can't even bring that up, or you're considered super extreme um and in in ukraine itself it's it's
1: not recognized not even a little bit there wasn't any that hyper polarization of like political sides like you know there is over here like they paint you oh you're wearing a red shirt that means this you're Mm -hmm. wearing a blue shirt that means this yeah it was i mean we weren't there for very long but from what i could observe and you and i are both pretty keen on Mm -hmm. observing people and crowds and stuff like couldn't couldn't tell like every it,
0: well it seemed like it, yeah it seemed like everybody was very very supportive of their country not that they weren't like aware in, well, you know, put it this every, way, put it this yeah. way
1: Americans are all about raising awareness we, we saw that
0: we saw that in Lviv but I noticed that there was much less of it when we went of like the Ukraine flag and Ukraine flag t-shirts and purses and bags I mm-hmm. noticed there was less of it when we went to Odessa and then when we went to Mikolaev there was like none other than maybe like a couple of billboards.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. The billboards. It's true.
0: Yes. Yeah, so Mikolayev, they had yeah. billboards of, you know, signs saying like Mikolaev is Ukraine. Um, you know, I could read that basically um, the simple ones, but I didn't see like people walking around with Ukraine t-shirts and Ukraine flags and everything. So you saw that more in Lviv, but it was like the further East we went and the further South we went, it, it, it became less and less
1: yeah but real patriotism oh is yeah awesome i don't like i i only imagine it like scenes of like valley forge or like washington crossing the delaware i always i think i think about like revolutionary war and that kind of patriotism um you know 1776 and all those stories like like we grew in, up yeah yeah living in philadelphia um And then to see it there, like, well, tell me, like, like, like just rallies, like, we think of like rallies today in the 21st century. Like, you got to have your tickets, your assigned seats, there's like a merch table. And then, you know, but then, like, for me, my experience, like playing baseball growing up was like rally time like ninth inning your team's down yeah yeah, you know you put your hat on inside out and rally cap you got blisters on your hands but you're still up there at the plate Mm -hmm. you know like everybody's yelling from the dugout you know you just get into it and nobody has to tell you like it's just
0: you're in yeah yeah
1: it's just something that happens so the the uh that that feeling in the the organic element yeah like a feeling in the
0: air very human
1: yeah yeah, it was it was so cool to see. You, and you I kind pray that like you know, God forbid it never hap- has to happen in America. But I, like, I
0: felt it too. I definitely I what you're saying, I you know, I definitely felt that too. The minute we crossed the border, it's 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 in the air. It's palpable. So
1: now I have that like yeah, God forbid anything ever happens in America, but it's just like, man, like to see them like it was like an example mm-hmm. of what, you know, could be like for defending America. Well, I was
0: gonna ask you something else, but let me let me follow up on that real quick because I remember you wrote something, uh, you wrote something on Instagram
1: mm-hmm.
0: talking about your reflection on what if something like that happened in America? And and yeah. Tell absolutely. people what you wrote.
1: Well that's that's kind of what I was getting at. I mean Yeah, if any major power like Russia, China were to invade which would be a huge mistake um red dawn would would we red Dawn? Would, marines yeah would we be Beat able me to and Kev up in the woods yeah but we would need more than just you and i you know we would need a, like a team like the unity needed like how resilient the people were the dignity like like just pride in the nation like And I've thought about that even before Ukraine, like if people came to invade, do you think they would really care like who I voted for or, you know, this and that? Would they stop and ask me or or would they just pull the trigger or would they just? Well, it'd probably depend on what you're doing. Probably depend on what we're doing. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But they wouldn't stop and ask us questions before like, you know, handcuffing us or whatever happens. You know they would they wouldn't care like uh yeah who I voted for or what my job was, and you no. know, they would just see oh Americans, you know uh, you know what I'm saying it it it's well they say there's nothing that
0: unifies a people like an external aggressor like an external force we and had so like it, a
1: bit of it at like post nine eleven like a yeah, week yeah. or two after yeah,
0: it is kind of like that. Where it's sort of, we're all in this together and this is bigger than any any one faction. It's bigger than any one, you know, region or, or ideological, you know, coalition or something. That it's, yeah. you know, this is all of
1: us versus another thing. I mean, it's, it's a powerful thing. It's a very powerful it thing. It didn't matter like, oh yeah, the, like a guy that owns a Seven Eleven working with like a firefighter, like working with like a painter, with, working yeah. with a doctor. And it's like, all the labels didn't matter everybody kind of got together right and you do and you do see have that, that. sense in Lviv you definitely have that sense in Lviv so that's you know I took that in stride and you know it was like part of why I'm uh being more vocal about it and uh you know online and coming here um and then the problem is though is that we're getting some of the reports and you
0: and I were just reading last night we were kind of doing our evening news scan that I think uh, Ukraine's losing something like an Axios had their report out 200 to 500 men per day on the eastern front in the Donbass region in those cauldrons. And then when you add in the total casualty numbers that there are days when they're losing up to a thousand people per day, thousand men per day, um, wounded or injured, uh, right. wounded, injured or killed
1: right well that's the follow through you have all this patriotism but then when we go to like mikolive and and see like where where's it all go you know are you really willing to like fight um and someone else had posted that it was like kind of sarcastically but like hey i'm like you really want to go over and help ukraine like i'll give you a thousand dollars to like go join join the join the forces Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, being over there. like to Be like Malcolm to, Nance looking for to, missiles. Yeah, to, to actually go over um, and fight.
0: Well, it's, I mean, it's one thing to, I think, be, you know, like you were saying before, help out on the humanitarian side as a volunteer, as an activist, rebuild churches, help with the refugees, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And one thing that we found out that I didn't even realize before we were there, that there have been 3 million people that have left Ukraine, but there's a million of those that have come back since they initially left at the end of february when things started so there's been a lot of people and even when you and i were going from poland into ukraine
1: probably thanks packed. good reporting packed. accurate reporting
0: well reporting and also just kind of realizing how how things are going and right you know that that same sense of of like you said home people don't want to you know, some people, I I can imagine certain people like uh you know look at it as an opportunity to come to the come to the EU, right? Come to other parts of, especially like if you're younger, you know, they kind of look at it as that as as like a tick because because Europe or uh, uh, Ukraine isn't part of the EU. That's so what I'm saying. Some yeah, people that's what I'm saying. So many leave. people
1: come from elsewhere than Ukraine to America to cross the border, like because we're the best. Like right, right. you come over. You don't even have to come legally anymore. And then we'll get you a, an apartment. We'll give you it's a phone. this president, yeah. We'll give you healthcare. We'll set you up with, you know. Education. We'll set you up. Education, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. And you can vote. <laughs> We're getting to but that point, basically, yeah. To see people on the train going home, like, now I'm good. <laughs> right. I, I want to stay home. And uh, I used to be more, um, I guess, cynical about that, like, But to see it in real life is just just amazing to to witness that.
0: Now tell me a little bit more about, and you talked about this a little bit on War Room. This is what I was going to get to in a minute there. A minute ago. Mm -hmm. Was that when we actually got forward to the city of Micolaev, a city that has been uh, under attack at points. It was quiet, pretty quiet the day we were there. Uh, Got hit, I think, like a day or less than a day after we left. The shipyards got bombed. And when you realize that we were you know, getting closer to the actual line of the Russian advance where, you know, I think we got as far as the Kursan Highway. And the Kursan Highway was you know, obviously it's the highway to Kursan, but Kursan is the the first Russian held city, whereas Mikolayev is the last Ukrainian city before you, before you reach there. So we were at a point where we were probably about you know, let's say, let's say the roadblocks were out of the way, then we'd be maybe about 15 minutes from the actual, you know, where they're having these artillery uh, duels and the actual fighting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was at that point that that also like it was, uh, in touch with reality again too. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't reality. Like lofty. Oh, European trip, first time ever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. when I saw those those uh reality comes up and slaps you in the face yeah, there. The yeah, the checkpoints we had to go through and the AKs, face and the passports you got to show and you don't know. Papers, papers. And you didn't even know either. Usually you have a little bit of intel of like where we're going and this and that, but you didn't even know. Well, it so was at that point. I mean, it's like, I knew
0: what Mikhailov was. Well, because. If you remember, right, it's when well, we got you, to Lviv. Yeah, you knew,
1: but there wasn't like a the trust factor. When like, we, we got to what Lviv, was
0: that I hadn't even realized at that point, you know, again, because of the media narrative, that the trains were running as far as they were running. I didn't realize that there were trains available that went to Odessa, that went to oh, yeah, um, yeah, right. Kharkiv, that went to Dnepro, that went to Zaporizhia, and... You know, originally we'd been talking about maybe dra- traveling with those resistance guys via car, right? You know, down uh, deeper into the country, across to the river, Danube River. But then once I realized, and that was we had that conversation in the Lviv train station, that so once once you realize that the trains are available, it's like let's ride the rails. You know, let's let's do it.
1: Let's just do it old school we did we Which did, we did. But 40 hours you 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 noticed too though one of the one of the cars was like full of soldiers anyway it was the front car yeah the front <laughs> so car we didn't go with the full of We ended up going right with the soldiers. well and you
0: remember tell everybody what happened on the first train that train down to odessa what was it that when the conductor came by uh what did she tell us that we had to do that
1: night so that night we did get to open the windows, blah blah blah. It was like romantic to hear the train tracks, but pitch black. Pitch black. You all all the lights out. Dark dark train. You know, she came by and told us in Ukrainian, and then another passenger, concerned, came and told us in English. Like turn off said, all the lights. You have to have all the lights off for right. the whole time traveling at night. Yeah,
0: because you no, know, the idea being that. Ukraine's got you know trains running all throughout the night from Lviv to different parts of the country, and some of those are going to be cargo trains, some of those are going to be passenger trains. So obviously, a cargo train would not have lights on it, but a passenger train would potentially, right? Have the have the windows. Cargo train, cargo, yeah, you know, box or cars are going to have small
1: it. Small yellow light, red light, like airplanes have at nighttime, or something like a you know a night light, right? Not, and so n- the only
0: but if you're let's say you're you know a russian drone that's that's keeping an eye on from the sky on the trains it might be harder to tell which one is a cargo train versus which one is a passenger train if there's no lights yeah yeah so it's kind of a way to to hide which one is the uh
1: is the military train oh yeah oh yeah blue what was it It was like an old round top Yeah, yeah all blue with the yellow stripe across it right but uh, yeah, going going into Micah was, uh, it was, I mean, I, I, I've spent some time like in uh, inner city Philadelphia. I used to work like, I used to live, I used to work in like Fishtown, it's like the hipster capital, Philly mm-hmm. and all that. But I lived in Kensington actually. Mm-hmm. It's like the borders are, you know, everybody argues about where the borders of neighborhoods are. Probably, probably is bad. Probably in DC too. Kensington's bad. But, but yeah. Yeah, if anybody has seen the pictures of the the L, like the elevated subway and those blue arches, yeah, it's pretty horrifying. That's where all the the fentanyl addicts, yes, um,
0: fentanyl they call them fentanyl zombies, are are hanging out. They also re- refer to it. Why do they
1: call it Kensington Beach? Kensington Beach. I actually didn't know that till about a year ago, but it's just like uh, you know, you go down. Well, it's new. You go down for the day, hang mm-hmm. out, get a tan. Well they say because when you people come back, yeah, when yeah. people get
0: when people OD on fentanyl they're like they just collapse on the ground and they're lying out and they say there's so many people lying out there it's like going to the beach so they call it Kensington Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that too. No no sunscreen and yeah, they lay out there for pretty long. And well it's not only <laughs> from there but um uh
0: you know for folks that that haven't followed before Kevin was with me in Chaz in Seattle in 2020 um, some of those nights it got pretty hectic you were with me in 2016 deplorable dnc, DNC um where it got got pretty rowdy there so yeah you know, we've been in some been in some stuff been in some stuff philly
1: was pretty intense yeah. i know some other uh, of our contemporary journalists um they were actually in philly for the george floyd riots <laughs> and all mm-hmm. the looting mm-hmm. um so i was down there on top of just being kensington in general but for, were you, for all did, that did you go too. to any of the
0: george floyd riots in uh in philly i did yeah you did that's right i had to live there you yeah well you they were, were yeah, burning you were down there. buildings yeah and
1: fair fair fighting the police yeah uh and then i was there with the national guard too yeah and i ended up actually
0: oh yeah tell me you did um, for the for the guard
1: yeah quick story anyway it's just to so like relate to how decrepit uh michalive is but real quick yeah when the national guard was in philly stationed uh because you always see like people helping out addicts it was the middle Um, of summer so it's super. and i'm not against that at all but it's like they they get like preferential treatment down there they get like all kinds of food every day clothes Mm -hmm. you know food showers like who would ever want to stop using when you get all these people to give -hmm. you peanut butter jelly sandwiches and cigarettes every day all day long exactly um the real horrors of addiction yeah yeah yeah. so it's like it's like the difference between helping and enabling so yes my point was and getting the stimulus check i got a stimulus check and i was like there's so many people giving out stuff i'm gonna go and i spent my whole stimulus check well half of it as much as i could carry on like drinks and energy drinks and i walked out with like two full coolers, uh and i was just started walking up the soldiers like stationed in humvees Handing out drinks to him. It was like the middle of June too. It was super hot. hot. Yeah, and these guys are in and humid uniform. In Pennsylvania, not like in out west. Armor. Yeah, we got the humidity on the East Coast. That's right. So yeah, I went over, and you know, I did periscope that one. I usually I don't record stuff like that, like you know, because it's it's more for like God and God's work. Um, but I did have someone with me, and it's like hanging out, recorded it. Um, but yeah, it was like. What can I do? What can I do to take action to give back? And uh, they were appreciative. Some of the guys were like, "Nah, nah, like, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, walking up the soldiers." Um, but other guys were like, "Yeah, you know." And, and a couple of the guys were younger than me, and yep, like lived in like Harrisburg because you get the right, like you get the National Guard wherever they're stationed, like from that state, like deployed. I don't know how it works, like. Well, they could but, uh, be in a you know it depends on which
0: unit is deployed, right? So, the National Guard is from uh, Pennsylvania, so they could be like Fort Indiantown Gap, or they could be different um, different parts of the state. And then people could, you know, for their for their reserve student uh, their reserve service, they could travel to that unit. So the unit could be stationed anywhere in the state, and they could be anywhere in the state. So you want to usually, obviously, you want to try to you know stay somewhere, be in a unit that's close to your house, but i remember like when i was uh when i was in the reserves for the navy side like i used to have to travel to uh fort dix new jersey to you know because that was the closest unit that had availability for me
1: no i remember the one guy in particular he hated it he was like this sucks i don't want to be so close to my home like it it was like messing with him Mm -hmm. you know it was like such a shame to have to be deployed like in his backyard pretty much um but that that's yeah, so you say so all so that when we went to, to say Nicoliah, this, like, that that yeah. flashed you back to that was Kensington where, and yeah, the Floyd yeah that's what all i could compare to yeah um so but it was definitely shocking and horrifying in its own right mm. like it was war and i was ready you know at that point like you know it, it wasn't like i don't know but I, I was serious you were too like and and we were uh I was ready for, you know, the unexpected. We're on our toes for sure um, to see, like, bombed out buildings. And yeah. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. And it probably it, – it was, like, but we just didn't have time to go further. Uh, but, yeah, to see that. Um, and And to your point, I remember
0: you said when we were there that we would – we would see bombed out buildings, but it it wasn't like every building in the whole city was bombed, right? It was more like, um, at least at the point that we saw it, it was more that, uh, you know, there'd be like one building here, or one building there. The problem, of course, being if the fighting gets closer, then probably more of those buildings are going to get hit.
1: And absolutely, that's what did happen uh, in the in the following days, right? a uh, few of the few of the uh, ports there were bombed and that was when i brought up the first building we saw it was like a simple apartment building well, how many was it like maybe 30 apartments Something tops like and i i i thought we were going somewhere else i didn't even see it when we got there because it was all just like regular buildings and then this one was on the corner and it was Blasted out like right in the middle of the building. Yeah, it almost it looked like a like, like a giant had just like punched it from the top down. Like you had a main entrance in the in the center of the building, in the front, and that's where the explosion was. Yeah, it was direct like, hit, br- direct hit. But it was there. I I remember questioning like why? Because we had guides it, with us at that point. Yeah, questioning the guides like why it was just this building like what is this like a warning shot like where's the other i i just assumed or was it targeted from you know movies or whatever like there would be like four or five other blasts like nearby another building across the street or something like the road blown up like mm. i didn't know um but yeah that's that's uh the investigative part came in like
0: well that could have been for example you know and maybe our guy just didn't know but You know, maybe that had been like a command center of some sort or, you know, a center for the volunteer military or, you know, some type of. Yeah, I could see that. Be of some sort of military significance. And that's why it was targeted specifically or, you know, some individual who was there, you know.
1: Yeah. 21st century warfare. Like they have drones. Yeah. They could have had some guy with Intel had the drone follow him home. Exactly. And then boop. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. or or just tracking the phones, or yeah, true, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they can track your phones. They can track
0: your phone all day long. Probably track your phone all the way back. Your little, your little, uh, your little Kevin spy there. She's probably tracking yeah. you right now.
1: <laughs>
0: probably listening to us. I know.
1: I got to get a new phone. Hi, Ira.
0: How are you? <laughs> but then so. So we go, we, we get that close, we come back, we come out, you're back out now. Tell me what, you know, and just in terms of like wrapping up a little bit, what are your, when when you see Ukraine on the news now, when you see headlines, you know, what is it, is it is it easier to put into context because you've, you know, and, and I don't mean to overplay or overstate, you know, what we saw and what we did. I mean, we, we barely saw anything. We barely did anything when we were there. It was quiet. Yeah. But but just the fact it's that you were better off, you were there and have that perspective now and that you can see, you know, back here in the U.S., there's all this this talk about it, 40 billion dollars, another billion dollars, arms going over. Just what's it like, you know, hearing these stories now or following Telegram and seeing the videos, et cetera, now that you've actually been there and and walked those
1: streets and driven those roads. I rode those rails. <laughs> to put it in context, um, it's really just—I I, don't—I I, don't—I don't know how to put it exactly. Like, uh, I know it's mostly not true. Like, it's—it's it's like mostly fake news. Like, what we most of what we see, how most it, of what we get. What do you mean by that? Uh just the way videos are curated and edited and audio that you get it like before having gone i was like man like everybody's excited to support ukraine like why is that Mm -hmm. like everybody on the left and the right and i'm like wait a second um but to see like how how uh, i guess chaotic it is over there and and also like the same time like organized it is with like resistance fighters like i'm kind of still still cloudy still processing he's still processing it really um but when i see the news from ukraine now it it's yeah i mean it's nothing new war is nothing new Mm -hmm. um depends on the station that you watch but is it you know do, do you have a sense of
0: you know do you think about that girl you saw on the train when you saw when you see kiev getting bombed and do you think it, of you know our guides when you hear that Mikolaev might be next and that there's you know the russians are looking at you know potentially cutting off that highway that we drove on does it you know uh yeah does it, absolutely. Resonate, does it resonate a little more?
1: Oh yeah. It yeah. And that's why I wasn't kidding on the war room yesterday. I was like, I'm just here so you can convince me not to go back. Nah, well mom you says know? you're not
0: allowed to go back. No joining the resistance. Yeah, they wanted None us to for all. sure. Oh they wanted us to, yeah, I'm sure they'll take anybody. Well, two Americans just got captured yesterday in Kharkiv.
1: But yeah, I mean I so I, I personally I, I would say like, you know, I'm more uh supportive of ukraine in the sense of the people that i saw you know not on a grand scale like you know the elites and why it's actually happening and all the corruption and they're going after the chemical plants and the battery factories whatever
0: well i don't think that there's anybody like the, who, who wouldn't say, wouldn't agree with that to say that yeah regardless yeah. of which oligarchs are making money off of this and which ones are fielding different troops etc that at the end of the day you know your heart just goes out to the people that are like the people we saw in micholaev who are are stuck there the people who are just trying to live their lives just go to the grocery store and and raise their kids and oh, yet totally. have to live with yeah. that worry of is there going to be a shell is there going to be an air raid is there going to be intact
1: yeah war war sucks i mean i i yeah war sucks I, say that again With would hate uh, yeah definitely heart goes out to him special intentions i i try and pray the rosary every day you know yeah you're not praying every day. You're not on the team. You're not on the team. You know, and I, I, I seriously, I do pray for ways to like take up space, and uh, you know, uh, well, I li- think you're doing that right li- now. Live by live by example, you know, um, to share my story to other people. I know that's like kind of cliche, but uh, it's, it's very real. cliche. Yes, it's <laughs> uh, well, we have real credibility though, so that's the difference. We well, were you got to be careful with that, we, right? And that's what you know. That's why I try to
0: not go beyond my personal observations and experiences and i try to make a a direct line between this is what i saw versus this is what i heard versus this is what i'm seeing on the news or you know from some report that you know i don't
1: i don't blur those lines yeah we're and we're not we're we're talking more than just like you know the championship game here like this is like war you know so all that stuff is very important right well um to to sum it up you know let
0: people know where can uh where can people go if they want to hear more from you if they want to follow you if they want to you know talk to you ask more
1: questions where can they follow you uh you guys can follow me to church you want <laughs> maybe the gym uh Probably do the gym oh no uh uh mostly on Instagram, Kevin Fosobic. Mm-hmm. Uh my real name used to be something different, but yeah. Mostly there. I am on Facebook. Um but I do uh video video calls only. I don't respond to texts. Oh, oh <laughs> snap. Nah, that'd be great. Like if you just No catfish. No if,
0: catfish. If you could That's only, a strong no catfish policy. Yeah,
1: no, I like uh I'm old fashioned. I like actual phone calls and you know, video calls. Um so I challenge anybody to do that. Go for <laughs> it. I don't have Twitter or LinkedIn or none of that. Um, maybe You're on getter, day. right though. I am on getter. Yeah, getter. Yeah. Yes, I am on getter. Um, same name. Same name. Okay. Yeah, getter. Instagram. And with you, you know, sometimes in the field. Mm-hmm. So look for me on there. <laughs> do some more of that, you know. And and let me just say before we before we sign
0: off here that um I don't know if I've said this directly yet but thank you for coming with me because i was uh you know i would have gone either way and um usually i do like to have a plan before i get in over my head for some things before i usually like to kind of at least sort of know the parameters of where i'm going like for Chaz, we had that kind of planned out Mm. i remember i also remember that you've helped me not go into certain places you remember during the george floyd uh the Chauvin trial yes when i suggested i said hey yes. why don't we go to the uh the george floyd uh square the autonomous zone they have out there in minneapolis oh yeah and you yeah. were basically like jack the gas station no we're not going there yeah the cup foods yeah that was real hot you were like we are not going there that the is not seattle <laughs> that is not a bunch of white you know antifa losers that, and I remember there was a drive-by the very next day. That's right. The very next day there, there was sure a drive-by. Was. So you, you talked me out of that. Well,
1: room. I call it sometimes. I try and do my best. But I appreciate appreciate you You're coming welcome. in and, and being yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, uh, as
1: a brother, you having know? my
0: back And riding the rails. is Didn't realize it would be as long as it would, but,
1: uh, you know, we did it. And I really feel like I know popular and all, like, I really feel like God calls us to do something more than what we actually do in life. And I feel that, Um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm glad to be along along for that Uh, to do more in life.
0: Last quick question. So you, not before we did all this, we stopped in Rome, and you got to go to St. Peter's Basilica. Oh, I sure did. So Tanya and I, we 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 were we had to film the show that day, but then we went and went over to the Sistine Chapel. But you were you pretty much spent the day in the Basilica. So uh, so what? What did, what did that mean? What did that mean going to the Basilica? Ugh.
1: uh well I'll try and keep it quick uh, to it, you know I honestly thought I was gonna get uh, like emotional like going in there um, but I didn't I got a little little choked up but mm. it was so surreal man it was but it was like relieving to be to go in there. It was just like as a Catholic I was like man like this is it like this is the place to go and yeah that that's what was going through my head, you know, um it's like a pilgrimage absolutely and and then I didn't even know, but the uh the pieta was like right there as you walk in, wow, uh on the right, and uh it was just so beautiful, it was like such a surreal moment, um getting like Pentecostal here, but like I went in, my phone had like two percent on it, and then the phone died and i didn't have any money on me yeah i know
0: we didn't even know where you were
1: you didn't know where i was we're like
0: where's kevin and is he coming back etc you know yeah and You're like riding around rome when vespa is looking for you yeah
1: miles away from the hotel yeah and i just went anyway i was like man i bit my lip and you weren't that far from the hotel no it was maybe was a solid mile it was walkable it was walkable and i did walk um but yeah just you know what i'm saying like it's just like no phone, I guess, like anybody nowadays, you lose your phone power. And, right. But uh took 25 minutes Great planning, during the folks. day. Great planning. 25 minutes to get in. Everybody online says two to three hour wait. 25 minutes, I was in there. Nice. And then it was just amazing. Like I was praying, I, well, my plan was to pray a rosary, which I did in front of St. Joseph's Psalter, uh, amongst many other people. Um, but then, also, I was treated to, uh, it was kind of like the Stations of the Cross thing. Uh, somebody could inform me on that, but all in Italian. And they would go around to each uh, statue and altar, and the priest would say a, f- a few things, and then a, a small choir would sing, uh, and then just go to the next one. they carried on like that for like an hour, uh, just going around the church, and was on the speakers and everything. Um that's awesome. So, so serene. And then at the end, the end was the best part. And uh, and then I'll and then I'll and then I'll stop. But it was around five o'clock, and they had a mass in the back, and it was roped off. though. And two Italian guards at the front, and they were like, "Are you are?" they? guards said, or the Swiss guards. Italian. Oh, okay. They were in suits. The Swiss guard was out front. Oh, but I see. They were saying like i forget exactly verbatim but it was like are you a tourist or are you a catholic you know oh. they asked you because they didn't want people just walking in there sitting and taking pictures of the mass the whole time and i was like yes i am a catholic yeah that's right and i'm here oh yeah for five o'clock mass that's right in saint peter's basilica boom and i got i went up front it was all in italian but i you know it was great it was italian or latin Italian. It was Italian, okay. It was Italian. I think it was a Nova Sordo. Okay. Yeah. But I did kneel for the Eucharist. Of course. And uh didn't didn't got, took it on the tongue, not in the hand. Amen. But All yeah, right, folks. Got All to right. See St. Peter's tomb. And apparently Saint Paul's there too. That's right. And 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 stay tuned because you talked about Paul seeing a
0: representation of the stations of the cross, but uh, uh we're doing so turning point is gonna be doing a trip to Israel in september Mm. and uh i'd love for you to come with that's exciting see jerusalem and so you've seen the uh the the celebrations of the station of the cross i'd like to take you to the real thing what do you say
1: that would be great
0: all right yeah i'd love to all right that's the next adventure all right appreciate it thank Thank you so so much much. for listening kevin it's it's an an honor to love you yeah Uh, love you too always welcome
1: you'll always be my brother no question appreciate you having my back it's great to be uh on in in the first first podcast here first interview guest.
0: first interview all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening and as always ladies and gentlemen you have my permission to lay a short.